We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're answering listener questions on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz. And Curtis, I am pumped because we had a bunch of listener questions come in from last week. So many, in fact, that I'm actually going to be spreading some of them out across episodes. We asked the listeners to come to the table this week with questions, and they really came through for us. Well, that's great. I mean, it's it's not a real-time dialogue, but there's nothing more that we love. Uh, w- one of the reasons that we, you know, we have this site, Dave, is to try to help people um, understand, you know, what moves we might make in, in our own leagues that we're managing and, you know, how they can improve their chances uh, to win this year or, you know, how, how to improve their chances for, you know, dynasty domination uh, for years to come, if that's, uh, if that's your flavor. And so, um, these questions are great. You know, hopefully we have um, you know this this kind of back and forth on a on a weekly basis because yeah, here's the thing, man, and, and and this applies to so much more than fantasy. But if there's a question in your head that you want to ask to somebody, you know, there's there's so many other people that have the same question. Um, you know, I remember my teacher saying that to me in school, like back in like second grade. You know, there's there's no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, it's certainly the case in fantasy where we're playing. Um, a game within a game, sometimes a game within a game within a game. Um, so, so asking these questions, somebody else is going to benefit from you asking. You just got to be bold. And uh, today, Dave and I are going to cut some of these up. Yeah, for sure. And the best part is by being bold in this case, you are entered into a contest to win a Rotoviz t shirt, which, as we all know, you put that thing on, you become a champion. And 
I am extremely happy because I think that some of these questions that came in are the type that are applicable to pretty much every listener out there. These are these are questions that are going to relate to every league that you are in. So without further ado, let's kick these off. All right, here is the first question that came in. Curtis, if you cannot hear it, just let me know and we will make an adjustment on the uh, mixer here. Adam S. Um, my, I'm from Ohio, and my favorite team is the Cincinnati Bengals from Cincinnati. Um, my question is, uh, so I recently traded, I already did this, so no taking it back, um, but I recently traded J.K. Dobbins and two seconds for three first-round picks, one in 2022 and one in, in two in 2023. Um I'm like the probably the fourth best team in our league, so I uh, I was on the verge of competing, um, but I just wanted to know what your thoughts are about kind of competing or kind of going for a rebuild or a structured rebuild or what your thoughts are around that kind of a trade and if there is such a trade that's just too good to pass up, even though you could potentially be winning the league this year. Um, but love the show. See you guys. All right. Great question right here. The first thing that stands out to me is he traded J.K. Dobbins. So I like that. He's taking some of the advice that we have been giving. And essentially, the question here, Curtis, is he made the move, traded Dobbins in two seconds for three first round picks, uh, one in 2022, two in 2023. Let's get your thoughts on what you think about that. And then we'll kind of get into the question of the making the decision between going for a structured rebuild or trying to compete. But let's focus just on that trade piece first. Yeah. So first off, Adam, um, I think it was Adam F. Uh, great, uh, great scenario here um, for you. If you ever call back uh, and for our other listeners um, who may be considering calling one thing you can do to really help us. I don't think it matters that much in your scenario here, but it, generally if you're talking about trades where, especially where you involve rookie picks or really any trades, just let us know if it's a super flex league or not. Um, that definitely um, could change our analysis. Now, luckily, in this case, I, I, don't, I don't think it changes much of anything. I think this is a great trade for you. I'm going to break it down a little bit uh, as to my thought process, um, but I still think no matter uh, how I cut this up, you win the deal. So J.K. Dobbins, some of the things that Dave and I have been discussing over the past couple of weeks you know, there's, there's so many different ways he can lose in terms of never really getting to that upper echelon uh, of running back elite, I guess, uh, from a fantasy perspective. Lamar Jackson, uh, multiple year, 1,000-yard rusher. You know, he's pretty much a lock for anywhere from like 6 to 12 rushing TDs a year because of his explosiveness uh, and his ability to just pull it back down anytime the team's running in the in the green zone or the red zone. Um Gus Edwards sticks around. The team put a really high tender on him, second round tender. Um, that That's a signal about what they think of him, how scared they were to lose him, how valuable he is to the team. So, I mean, really, J.K. Dobbins is like um, B-minus version of Nick Chubb from a dynasty perspective. I mean, he just has so many other ways that people are taking um, these touches away and the Ravens don't throw the ball to the, to the backs anyway. So I think it's right to trade him while his value is at a perceived high. Um, the, the seconds for the 23 first, like in terms of today's dollar values, that's pretty much even um, what a lot of dynasty managers kind of go by as a rule of thumb is 
you know, discount future rookie picks by one round for each year into the future that they are. Um, so kind of valuing a 2023 first rounder, like a second, maybe even a mid to late second, pretty fair. Um, but there are so many more ways that you can win this trade, you know, with three future firsts. And your question about competing versus rebuilding versus a structured rebuild. I'm going to be honest, man. I don't think JK Dobbins is a difference between winning and winning a league this year or not winning a league. Like when you look at, you know, one thing that we do here at Rotov is we're always trying to find those um, potential cheap breakout running back candidates, right? Look at what a Miles Gaskin did for owners down the stretch last year, um, you know, performing as a, a fantasy RB1. Um, there, there were so many different, you know, Mike Davis, so many different examples during the season where you could cobble together um, a running back that would have outperformed Dobbins um, just from a Frankenstein method. So um, I don't think your chances are hurt whatsoever this year if you're smart on the waiver wire and you make some other savvy moves, perhaps even moving one of these firsts that you've acquired. I definitely think that you increase your chances at dynasty domination as a result of this deal. Dave, what do you think, man? Yeah, that's really in line with everything I was going to say. The first thing that stood out to me here is that what you're looking for with these first round picks is a player that can be a tremendous difference maker. Now, I think that J.K. Dobbins is a player that has the talent to be that, and I think that he's a player that could be in the right situation, a tremendous difference maker. But the reality is with the knowledge and the information that we have right now, he does not set up to be that. So I have no problem moving him in seconds for three first round picks to make an effort and going out and get one of these guys that could become a true difference maker. I think the point that you made, Curtis, really holds about the fact that moving off of J.K. Dobbins is not the type of thing that makes or breaks your team. So while we often want to frame these types of considerations or questions from the context of, are you going to go ahead and rebuild or are you going to try to compete? I'm not sure that those things are always mutually exclusive. And this is a case where, you know, I definitely don't think that you have to put it into either of those lenses. Um, but I am definitely all for this trade. I think this was a pretty savvy trade. I am curious though, Curtis, before we move off of this question of what you think about those competing ideas of the rebuild versus trying to compete and if those always do have to be mutually exclusive maybe there's times where they are going to be but with a team that's been somewhat competitive do you have to view it as such yeah this this is a really complex uh this can be a complex question but i'm gonna i'm gonna simplify it really comes down to the how deep your league is in terms of teams and then how deep is your league in terms of starting lineup so the shallower your starting lineup the less of an appetite you should ever have to wanting to truly kind of blow a team up and rebuild. Um, And, and, and really, I mean, if your league's not deeper than 12 teams, you shouldn't really ever be in one of these situations either. I mean, case in point, one of the most complex dynasty leagues you can possibly play in is uh, one of the dynasty godfathers, Ryan McDowell has these leagues called kitchen sink leagues. Okay. So they're, they have a Debbie aspect where you own some college players on your taxi roster uh, but then you're starting, I, I think, um, 10 players per week. It's a super flex tight end premium format. Um, super, super talented, you know, dynasty managers, you know, uh, lots of industry types and, and dynasty nuts playing in these leagues. I was able to win a super flex championship, 24 team structure here, 24 team structure, two player copies with Jared Goff as my only quarterback. It's a super flex league, won the title. So, I mean, you don't, 
things can bounce your way. I mean, you, you, you can be in position as long as you don't let your team get old at every position all at the same time and, and, and sit on a bunch of assets that are past their, their prime can accrue any value. That's really the only time you truly have to blow something up. Um, otherwise you can find, I mean, really you can find two, I think you can find two starters, uh, that you can stream, um, via flex. Um, even if it's different players kind of becoming that Frankenstein flex player, you can do that in at least two of your starting lineup positions every week. Um, you can do that, uh, using our Rotovis tools, some of our DFS tools, some of our projection tools will help you do that during the season. Um, and then, you know, during draft season, uh, the articles that, you know, Sean Siegel has been on fire, uh, this past month with a lot of his rookie analysis, some of those rookie dart throws. So, so, so really, um, Adam, you know, you are not out of it. Um, and you should not think that this needs to be a rebuild or that you need to go trade off even more other pieces. Um, I think I would still have my eyes on the title. If you felt like you were a playoff team before this trade, you still are. Um, and, and go out there and, and grind out a title this year, uh, without Dobbins on your roster. Yeah, you know, kind of a, a thought too that that made me think of is I've had teams before that really felt like they were in trouble. I said, I'll give this one more go. And a couple of things went right for me in the draft. And the next thing I know, I'm right back to being one of the best teams in the league. Like a perfect example was last year. I got Chase Claypool, I want to say in the third round. I wasn't expecting that I was going to get a player that was going to look awesome coming out of the third round, but I end up with Claypool and I just got happened to hit my rookie picks in this league right that year. And all of a sudden my team went from one that I was unsure about to in a couple of weeks being one of the teams that I thought could compete to win. So it is dangerous to give up on a team too early. And if you've been playing with the future in mind for a couple of seasons, taking the advice that we've been giving you at Rotoviz, you feel good about a couple of your players and your general strategy. Sometimes you do need to see it through to a point where everything kind of hits. Now, of course, that requires a little bit of luck, but I think unless you're looking at your roster and you just see complete garbage throughout, you do want to take a step back and, and question if you really need to blow things up. Yeah, and one more, one more, one more thing there. Yeah, one more thing. I mean, you're you're grading yourself as the fourth best team in your league right now. Um, I, I'd be curious, you know, just how much far be- or how far behind that top team or two do you really think you are? So Sean and I uh, co-own a Pros versus Joe's Dynasty Superflex team over at FFPC, very very competitive league. Last year we go into the season. This 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 roster is just absolutely stacked. We've got Christian McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott. It's just loaded. We didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We didn't make the playoffs with that roster because everything went wrong, Dak. Uh, messed up his ankle. Michael Thomas uh, died uh, for a large stretch of the season. CMC, we got what two starts out of him, I think, for the entire season. And Dalvin Cook, um, you know, also I, I believe, if memory serves, missed a game or two uh, along the way. And and so you know, despite how dominant some of those other squads look, you just never know. You gotta let it. You gotta let it play out. Um, you gotta let it play out. So yeah, great trade for you, man. Um, Bring it home in 2021, man. I'm still pulling for you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the question, Adam. Let's get to one that was sent in here by Blake. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. At CVS Health Hub, you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab what you need all in one trip, even on evenings and weekends. That's healthier made easier. Visit a CVS Health Hub today. Services vary by location. See cvs.com slash health hub for details. Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. My Twitter handle is at Blake Schulte. Just want to see if you could give us some help on walking us through how to effectively trade and start up drafts. Everyone always goes into it where they want to trade back, but everyone puts on the message board looking to move back out of the first round. But how do, how do you effectively do that? I struggle to always achieve that in, tra- in the, the draft itself. And all of the Rotoviz recaps of the draft, I always see how everyone's trading, trading, trading. They're, they're moving out of the first round. They ended up with 13, 14 picks in the first 10 rounds and seven in the top five and all that. But I can never do it in my draft. Can you help me figure out how I can effectively do that? What's a good strategy like am I trying to get a, out of the first and then the second and what do I need to package with that how do I, I just need help I can't ever make it happen I'm looking for some help man I, I love this question because I think that this is one that I've actually struggled with at points in my drafts and I have had drafts where I've tried to trade back and I haven't been able to do it but we know that it is doable and Curtis I believe that you actually were able to execute this in the TriFlex startup draft that we were in together. So, you know, why don't you give us uh, some of the thoughts that you have on how a team manages to trade back in a league where multiple owners, maybe even the majority, are trying to do the same? Yeah, uh, Blake, another great, super sharp question uh, from, you know, a dynasty manager trying to get better. Really appreciate you uh, calling in and leaving this message. Um, okay, so I mean, there's a couple layers to this. You know, number one, um, are you playing with owners you've played with before that kind of know the players you're on, or are you playing in a truly public league? I mean, the first thing that I, I would encourage you to do is play with some new play with some new owners. Um, th- I think there's a tendency to you know we kind of create this like pack mentality in the dynasty community, and you end up you know recognizing three, four six seven eight managers and the next startup that you did you all like playing with each other you're all available at the same time like the same league settings that type of thing so maybe that's a simple just like structural based thing that you can do that even has nothing to do with the strategy of offering trades i really like 
um, a format like uh, the FFPC TriFlex uh, Rotoviz Dynasty Leagues because they've got a great app with notifications. So when I get a trade offer, it's not getting buried in my in my emails. Um, the the mobile uh, text notifications uh, never you know fail. There's a another you know very large platform uh, that has that notification style that tends to fail on my phone for me consistently and I'll, I'll miss some trade offers at timely points that I've never had that happen with the FFPC's app. Um, so, you know, you're playing with owners that you don't know before, you're all feeling each other out. And then that's when really making those offers um, can really start to pay off. Um, from a structural standpoint, you got to find ways to avoid the sticker shock analysis um, that would cause you to decline trades that come uh, in your way. So if you just look at the value of a pick and you don't start assigning players and you don't have your tier breaks laid out uh, on your own draft board, you'll miss opportunities. So like for this year, for me in super flex drafts, I've kind of been trying to trade out of really like anywhere from the back of the second all the way down through the fourth round, like just get me out of there um, and stack up picks in rounds five, six, seven. So you can trade back. Like if you just look at sticker value, of a, a late second and then like moving out of my second and third for multiple picks in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and maybe a future first. Like there's not really a difference in the quality of player I'm getting. It's just a difference in like the list of dynasty ADP. Um, but the production that they might give uh, might not be too different. The age of the player might not be too different. Um, the asset you're getting and what it can give to you on your team is not too different. Um, it's just one of those things where, oh, can I really take a, a seventh and a future first for the second? It feels so weird, but I, I promise it's going to end up working out for your roster. Um, and I and your your comment about the first round, I actually find first round picks tend to be kind of undervalued, at least at the very tippy top, uh, especially in Superflex. Um, we really like those top six to seven quarterbacks now. And so like the value of like the 101 obviously is indisputable and it's very difficult to make that trade up and get, you know, a Patrick Mahomes. Um, but getting like that 106 spot, 105 spot and Dak Prescott, when you really think of, you know, a player like Prescott or Kyler Murray, um, or even depending on what you think of, you know, do you value Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow up in that area? You know, maybe if that's your personal value system, is their value going to be that much different than Patrick Mahomes? It's very difficult to repeat as a fantasy QB one year after year after year. What you're doing in Superflex is trying to lock in that positional advantage over the replacement value player. If Patrick Mahomes outscores, you know, the QB six by three points per game, that doesn't really mean that much in terms of your chances of winning the dynasty title this year. So try to trade for the 105, 106 early in the draft, and you can make that value back by trading, you know, multiple, multiple times. I think in the draft you're referencing, Dave, I don't know. I, I had to have made eight to 10 trades or something like that. I traded up, I traded back, I traded back again. I traded future picks away. Then I got future picks back. It's just about being active at, at every single spot until you're off of a tier. Um, and then you move, you know, to that next value calculation. So it is very dynamic. Um, but I hope what you take away from this is um, a, a couple bullet points. Activity begets more activity. So if you can just get that first trade to be made, you could start a waterfall of trade offers um, that could make it easier for you to make your second, third, fourth, fifth trade because other owners now see you as somebody who will actually execute instead of just posting a message on a message board and declining everything that comes into the inbox. Um, second, 
make sure you know where your your tiers are be willing to move back several rounds in order to get a deal done take that future rookie value in order to seal the deal so trading back from that late second third fourth round back into the seventh um, feel okay doing that just require you know a next year's first to do it and uh, you're gonna like the way your team ends up uh, shaking out Dave anything there that you would add yeah so there actually is one thought that um that I have to add to this and this is something that I think it maybe took me longer to realize when I was playing dynasty than it should have but when you're in the draft it really is helpful to think about the picks that you're trying to trade which players are likely to represent that pick because if I'm at the end of, say, the second round in the startup, and I'm trying to trade that, it's helpful for me to think about which players are there that a certain owner might be interested in, so that in my mind when I'm putting together the trade, I'm thinking about, okay, this pick may be, you know, and I don't know exactly where this would be in the draft, but this this, this owner might want a running back like Aaron Jones or Clyde Edwards-Lair or somebody in that range. What is it going to take for me to give up? for them to find it worthwhile to go in and attack this spot. So lots of times it's best if you're kind of at the point where there's a tier break that other owners might see upcoming, and then you can move out of that second round spot back to, for the players that are at that point in time available in that round, kind of commensurate with that value. So I also think that's a really helpful way to kind of contextualize in your mind. I think Curtis kind of pointed out the same idea. Think about the player that those other owners might be going after and then think about what they'd be willing to get up to go and get that player when they're at the end of a tier break. Does that make sense, Curtis? Yeah, it definitely does. So that's a way where having your own um, tiers and your own draft board and comparing that to uh, the community ADP, that's where you can identify those targets. Um, so comparing and contrasting your own board with with ADP. Our Dynasty ADP tools can really help you do that. At, at Rotoviz, one of the cool tricks that Mike Beers engineered for us is you can actually click on um, ADP as draft grid is a link um, and it'll lay out the ADP of a Dynasty draft um, literally like a draft board. Um, and, and that's one way that you can draw on your tiers. I thought of one other thing um, as you were um, talking there, Dave, as well, that's super easy, super actionable. Instead of being the guy like uh, or gal that, you know, posts to the message board and says, you know, willing to move back, um, just actually send the trade offers. Um, people seem to, you know, like if, if you if you actually want to move up or you want to move back send the offers to people and allow them to accept or deny the offers don't just put a note out there on the message board like everybody else um you're not actually really at the table um and the frustration that you're feeling about everyone you know commenting to each other that they want to move back uh, other people are probably feeling as well but once it's different to know that somebody would move back versus having a an offer to actually uh evaluate um, those are two di- very different things. And then um, when you send those offers, make sure there's something that at least feels reasonably fair to you uh, in reverse. If it showed up in your box, would you think this was ridiculous? Because if, if it doesn't pass that simple screener test, and this is true of all dynasty trading exercises, if it doesn't pass the sniff test for you, if it were offered to you, don't send it to somebody else. Don't disrespect them that way. Um, you're just wasting both of your time. Yeah. And then the final point, and actually, I think we might even shift. These have been such good questions. We spent a lot of time on them. We're actually going to shift some of the ones I had planned for this episode to next week. But the final thing I'll close with is, and I'm sure this is something that everybody's heard talked about, but 
it really helps when you can tailor your offer to a team in a way that just makes a lot of sense for them. So, you know, I received a trade a couple of weeks back, which was uh, on a league where I didn't have a great quarterback situation. This person offering me the trade had multiple quarterbacks, including Jalen Hurts. They sent me Jalen Hurts, and I think it was like a fourth for my second round pick this year. And it just made a lot of sense when it came in for my team. And I was able to hit accept really without even thinking about going back because it worked for their team. It worked for mine. And they really thought about my specific situation, the type of player that I was in this league and what I'd be willing to give up. So, you know, that is just another thing you can keep in mind. And I think that a lot of the things we touched upon this episode, Curtis, though they were specific to these questions are really things you can think about in any type of league that you're playing in, even maybe if it's a redraft league in your, you know, in a league where you can trade picks at the beginning of the league what have you these are all strategies i think that hold from league to league i gotta say i gotta say one other thing now and this is why i mean this is just listen everybody this is why dynasty is it's just so it's just so beautiful it's just so beautiful it's a beautiful game um we talked about draft boards so you know draft board can consist of your player targets you know where you would think they were a value but even before you know, in the context of a draft board, what what type of team are you trying to build? Are you trying to build um, a young team that's going to accrue value? Because if it does, it takes even more and more player targets off your board. So it just creates so many more opportunities to trade out um, that become very obvious. Because now all of a sudden you're not worrying about like, hey, at what point is... Uh, at what point is Devonte Adams value for me in the second round? Like, cause if, if you're building a certain type of team, like he's not even on your board. Um, at what point is Josh Jacobs a value for me? Well, I mean, he's not on my board. So, you know, if he's the highest by community ADP on the board, like that's a clear trade out spot for me. And I'll take it. I'll take a trade out there at a relative discount. Cause the player is not very valuable to me. Um, that's another way, you know, to kind of get it done. Um, we we could go for like five hours on this honestly um with tons of with with tons of uh back and forth on this but you know blake um great question you've got me amped up um for some content production this week uh you i can think of an article or two that i want to write just based off the question so um thanks for your call buddy hope you uh hope you send another question soon yeah so we're actually with those two questions have filled up a bunch of time like curtis said we could go forever the final thought i'll give you on those practice i also think is a huge thing in playing dynasty leagues the more you play the better you're gonna get you know there's a lot of different places you can play curtis and i love playing at the ffpc can't say enough good things about what they have there but they have very reasonable price points for you to get in on just start getting into more of these leagues get the practice and pretty soon you're just gonna it's just gonna kind of be like muscle memory almost at some point as you're working through your leagues um as you can clearly see just from curtis's reaction to these questions, right? Like over time, you just get in that zone. You get so enthused about it. I am going to stop there though. I don't know if it looks like you might've had a thought, Curtis, but we got to shut this down. So on that note, that takes us to the end of the episode. If you want to win a t-shirt, call in, leave us even more awesome questions. 978-615-9214. Thanks for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at RotoVizFFShow at gmail.com. Visit RotoViz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener-only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.